0: Welcome to ContenderCast, a global leadership and consumer industries entrepreneurship podcast centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now, here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks
1: for listening. Thanks to me. Thanks for downloading, for subscribing, and following. It's Justin Hahnemann on the ContenderCast. We're shining a light on bright ideas. Today, we're in the beverage space with the spirit of Bumanzi. Did I say it <laughs> right, Brad? <laughs>
0: that was perfect. Yeah, perfect. Uh, I said before... <laughs>
1: Brad Crompton's on the podcast today. I can't even wait for you to meet him and hear about the business. Um, They're based in the UK and it's going to be so much fun unpacking it. I will say like when we first connected, I'm like, is it spirit of Bermondsey? And he goes, no, it's Bermondsey. So I think I said it right. Um, So glad you're here, Brad. It's so great to meet you and have you on our show. Um, Let's do this before we get into your product and and brand and what you guys are doing. um, How about just share a little bit about your background before um, launching the business?
0: Yeah, of course. It's great to be here. So uh, thank you for the warm introduction. Um, My background is the most, and I'm already going to break my rule of trying not to talk in too many English. uh, Oh, please. I love it. I Um, want the phrases. Come on. (laughs) I thought, how far can I go without being a stereotype? Um, my career has been very higgledy piggledy, let's say. (laughs) So, um, (laughs) it's been all, all over the shop. So, um, I've my, my career actually in the music industry, um, sort of working with record labels and, and music tech. Um, and I've moved across to sort of at British banking as well um, shortly after. But one theme that that's run through my career is, is my interest in sort of mental health, mental well-being, uh, sure. the kind of the, the, the major crisis we have right now with, with, um, with mental health. Um, and that's always been an underlying theme in whatever I do. Uh, which is actually one of the main reasons why, um, I began working with the Spirit of guys. Um, but yeah, you know, some, but my, my careers has spanned, uh, music, tech, marketing, uh, communication and finance, really. So it's kind of a jack of all trades, if you will. Um, so kind of building the foundation, um, kind of unintentionally, um, for, you know, the whole kind of business aspect, really. So I've done a bit of this, bit of that, in, in every area which which you have to get involved in with with building a company. So um, yeah, it's been it's been a very fun, wild, <laughs> and uh, yeah, interesting ride so far. But um, I think this is my most uh, interesting, fascinating, exciting point in my career. Uh, That's really cool. And yeah, you know, really great to to be here and talk about where I am and, uh, and what we're doing and and why I think you'll hear our name a lot going forward
1: yeah i totally agree that's i I was excited to to meet you and and learn about your brand it's funny i'm sure audiences like wait mental health and gin uh or mental health and alcohol like how do those go together um share a bit more uh, of what that looks like and what the big idea here was
0: yeah of course it was definitely uh an (laughs) intentional little drop there uh, (laughs) right in in my intro um but uh yeah you know it's definitely it's a it's a question we get a lot you know how how is it kind of the well-being piece and the alcohol piece tied together and uh you know surely they they don't really coincide but i think if you flip it on its head a little bit rather rather than trying to find how alcohol and, and well-being tie together um you know with, with any sort of obvious purpose if you if you turn it around and think well consuming alcohol does have an effect on mental health mental well-being physical health um and, you know, we've all been there when we drank too much and the next day, is, you know, is, <laughs> is, um, is, hideous. And, you <laughs> right. know, um, <laughs> right. right. And, um, the older I've got, I'm sure it's the same for everyone listening, is, it, it gets worse and um, hangovers and, you know, it's like kind longer, of recovery.
1: Kind of, longer recovery, longer yeah, recovery time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Long, longer recovery time. You're tired. You feel, you feel down. You feel terrible for, you know, two, three, four days, depending and on how, how hard you hit it. And, um, in the UK, there's quite a big binge drinking culture. Um, I think we're kind of known for that around <laughs> around Europe, especially. We have quite a, a high binge drinking culture, and you know, um, which means a lot of people do consume a lot of alcohol. But because there's such a direct link between consuming alcohol and the effects of physical and mental health, we we thought we would try and find you know a good way to create a hybrid product, right? So. We know sure. that people aren't going to go teetotal. I mean, some do, but most won't. Um, and it's about trying to trying to strike the balance between you know alcohol consumption and a more modern way of life. You know, a, a more kind of sure. health focused, uh, well being focused way of life, which is becoming more and more popular and more and more apparent as 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 we go. So, That's so
1: interesting. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, I, I yeah, mean, like, how did yeah, you decide? Um, I, I care about mental health, and I'm going to start a, a a liquor company or, or a spirits company. Like, how did you? De- how did you make that jump?
0: Well, you know, um, there was definitely uh, a love for for alcohol and, and, and right. gin, <laughs> um, yeah, to start off with. But you know, look, um, if, I'll be very open with, with my story. You know, I've um, I personally have struggled with you know tough mental health. Um, at times. And alcohol has definitely, um, you know, increased the intensity of, you know, feeling low and feeling down at times. So, but I never wanted to give up alcohol and that's the main thing for me. Right. So the main, the main selling point for me is, you know, I want, I still want to go out and socialize and I still want to come home after a hard day at work and de-stress and have a drink and take the edge off. You know, I don't want to lose that, but I also want to, you know, Take more care of my, my my overall health. So, you know, and also in the UK, especially and in Europe, I don't know. Unfortunately, I don't know the, the the stats in the US. You might be able to tell me if I'm right or wrong, or if you if you can relate to this. But there's been a really big um, sort of low to no alcohol drive in the UK. So, low alcohol beer or no alcohol beer, um, and low alcohol or no alcohol spirits are exploding over here. Wow. They are so popular. Yeah, it's actually been the fastest growing uh, category in the sector or in the in the, the, the alcohol industry for the past you know, four or five years. Uh, so, um, the, the fastest growing area is lower than alcohol spirits wow. or beers. In fact, they estimate it's going to grow a further 30% by next year. Wow.
1: That's some so, amazing yeah. growth, especially in that segment.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, and if you think about how how long, you know, alcohol and full strength alcohol has been has been popular, you know, you're going back well, hundreds and hundreds of years. And it's um in the past five years, the the turnover of of lower alcohol options is is tremendous. So um it's it's a really growing sector. But the, the issue is so the issue is, I think, with with that is you you're being offered two extremes. You know, you're being offered Full strength gin as as normal or full strength, sure. you know, spirits or, or alcohol um, and wines as we've always have been, which have been not the um, the root issue, but obviously they don't help. Um, and then uh, and then you have the the lower alcohol or no alcohol, and that in the UK they're either zero percent alcohol or very very low al- alcohol percentages. Right. So that's you have my, to have to choose between. Oh, sorry, go on. No, look, keep going, please. Uh, okay, yeah, so uh, you know you have, you have to choose between two extremes. It's either I'm going to go all out, or I'm going to go none at all.
1: <laughs> As my I, UK friends would say, it's the full fat version or the low fat.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like
1: full fat. So okay, but I, I was reading. So you know, you, like your twenty twenty five product made like gin, tastes like gin, just lighter than gin. So how did you figure that out? Like how did you sort out like how to manufacture a product that would Kind of deliver on that promise,
0: yeah so uh, it's a great question, and um it's one thing that I get asked quite a bit you know so you say it's gin but it's not gin, so you know what's going on there and um the only reason and the only difference between us saying it's gin and not gin is because of an old rule from the gin guild you know so from the 1800s or whatever which says. Gin needs to be 37.5% or higher to be classed as gin.
1: Interesting. Okay.
0: Right. So, um, the way we distill our products, our, our product, as like you said before, is, um, Trinity 25. It's, um, it's our gin alternative. Uh, it's distilled as gin, it's created as gin in the same process. So we use the same machinery, the same distilleries, the same, uh, the same process as creating gin. When when gin's created, it, it, it sort of starts its life as as a really really kind of strong um, spirit, you know, sort of bordering ethanol levels. Sure. Um, and then through a process, um, you know, that they, they begin to, to, to dilute or extract the alcohol from from, from the gin. So it, it it reduces to around the forty two percent mark, and they wow. stop, and that's when it becomes gin. We just go a bit further down
1: interesting how did you figure that out though i mean so how did you go from we're gonna launch a business in this space to figuring out it was going to be gin to figuring out it's gonna be gin with you know the, the the lighter version of gin
0: yeah so um i think we started off um with just you know i think everyone at some point has has an idea it'd be great to make your own gin or make your own product to make your own sure. alcohol you know um, whether it's beer vodka gin whiskey wine you know it's um it's always, it's definitely a pipe dream that I think loads of people have, or, or you know, have thought about it before. It's like how most guys always go, "How great would it be to open your own bar?" Just right, that's <laughs> that, that that kind of um, that kind of dream. But um, as we as we yeah, just before lockdown, and as the as the gap between, um, you know, well, not gap, sorry, as as the two options between normal spirits and and low low alcohol spirits began to increase as as this became you know became um quite apparent that the industry was changing we kind of we kind of had a conversation which was look, like, we we appreciate that people are looking at low alcohol options but that's not really that practical you right. know we, we, we kind of understand the the concept it's you know drink less or, or no alcohol but still feel like you are we get that but You know, the prices in the bars are the same. So if you go to a bar and you go, "I want a gin and tonic, or a vodka and Coke, or you know, or whatever, or a cocktail," you're still going to pay full alcohol prices. That's right. No alcohol products. You know, you might as well just have a soft drink, which looks a bit like um, (laughs) right. You know, so you know. To be honest, you know, drinking if you if you drink vodka straight or tequila straight, or you know, it's I know some people do, but I don't really want to drink them straight. (laughs) I don't think it tastes that great. Um, (laughs) It
1: doesn't taste so. I don't No, you
0: know, you're drinking it because it's alcohol, and you kind of enjoy the taste. You you might like what it what it goes with, but um, right. I don't want to pay eight pounds, ten pound for a drink where it's. Tastes like tequila, but it doesn't have tequila in it. <laughs> Just, uh, uh,
1: right, it doesn't sound
0: great. So um, we we thought there's, there's a really clear gap in the market here, which is helping people achieve their overall goals of lowering alcohol consumption, but offer, sure. um, offering the happy medium between it's it's less alcohol, but it still is enough to take the edge off. So the way the way it works out for us is um, for every one gin. You can have two of our products. Got it. So two trinities for every one gin. It, it works really well. You know, it. it um, we felt it really opens up the opportunity to make better choices without having to miss out on what is such a strong drinking culture in the UK.
1: Sure. No, I love that. Um, cool brand, cool label. Where would you come up with the idea for Trinity Twenty Five?
0: Yeah. So. Um, so the of to Burmese. So, Burmese is an area in London. Uh, so, it's where we have, you know, the London Bridge and or Tower, sorry, Tower Bridge and and the Shard, and it's, it's got a huge the culture. Shard. I know the
1: Shard. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's, it's kind of uh, the, the pinnacle of our London skyline.
1: Right. Totally.
0: <laughs> um, so. And, and, but the history of London obviously is really old city and Bermondsey has played a really big part in, in the in the growth of the city. You know, it's a big docking area, but a big shipping area. So it used to house all the spices, all the spice warehouses and all the the exotic um, trade used to come in through Bermondsey, right? So huge history of spice houses and, and whatnot. And that's become a bit of an inspiration behind the brand, but also... Um, Trinity uh, 25 as well. So the actual uh, the, the product has three key botanicals in it, hence the Trinity of botanicals.
1: Oh, got
0: it. Uh, okay. Which is, yes, yeah, so it's cardamom, black pepper, and coriander, all quite exotic spices or, or, or flavorings. Um, and 25 is because our product is 25% proof alcohol. Got it. Fascinating.
1: Love that. Um, when did you figure out uh, it tasted good? I mean, like, I'm sure when you were making this, there was some trial, some testing, evolving the product. Was it, you know, right, right out of the bat or, you know, out of the gate? Or did you take time to revise and refine the, the formula and whatnot?
0: Oh, no. It took a while. <laughs> it took a while. Um, so, fortunately for me, I mean, um, I wasn't involved in that process. I, I, I got involved a bit after that process was taking place. Sure. So Nick, uh, who couldn't be here today because he's, um, he's out trekking the Atlas Mountains currently. Right, I remember uh, that in your notes. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, yeah. So I think he'd, he'd love to join, but I'm not too sure how how great the signal is, you know, <laughs> a few thousand feet That's in okay. <laughs> Morocco or wherever it is. Um, but yeah, so he, he spent a lot of time, a lot of effort and probably a lot of money. Uh, pretty much testing different spices, different flavors. You know, so many bottles of vodka. I imagine we just we just gone through trying to find the right taste. And do you know what? I know it's really hard to say this. I to prove this over a podcast, and <laughs> I appreciate that. I am extremely biased, but it right. tastes absolutely incredible. <laughs> I promise you, it's so so you, good. You um, wouldn't
1: say otherwise. <laughs>
0: Well, no. Yeah, if I did, I'd probably get. I'd probably get, get have to shut down and get fired. But, uh, right. but no, it's um, it's it's really great, and you know, in London is is really fortunate in the fact that we have so many great kind of uh, well-known craft. bars and, yes. and mixologists uh, and crafts. Totally. and the people who've tried this have gone. Do you know what? Wow, that's that's wow. great. That's incredible. So the the feedback we've we've had is is been so so humbling and so. You know it's been so heartwarming to to receive. and um, we're yet to receive a bad a bad review, such would. Um, that's wonderful. But, you know look yeah, it's uh, it's been it is the love child of a lot of graft and a big passion of of um, of spirits, but also trying to find something which which benefits other people. and I think that that really comes across in in how and how well crafted that this, this product really is it really is great. So
1: where are you today in market? I and mean, what was kind of the path to get there? Was it get into kind of a couple bars here and there and was it up and down the street selling? like how did you get and how are you getting presence of the product in the market?
0: Yeah, it's a great question and it's one that we we continue to find new avenues sort of every week. When we launched the product, uh, much like many other businesses, we did it at a time when a global pandemic hit. Right. So we had to try and be, you know, try and be creative and, and try and think outside the box. And um, a lot of our, our kind of current venues where we stopped and a lot of our, our clients are um, built around the entertainment industry. So theaters and that sort of thing, exhibitions where people expect to drink, but, you know, no one wants to get really, you know, blind drunk watching a show did it So, right. um, you know, we're in some really great, um, sort of theater venues. Bermondsey as an area is a, is a hustling, bustling, um, you know, energetic area of London with bars and cocktail bars, restaurants and rooftops and, you know, un- underground, uh, bridge bars. It's so, so diverse. And so, and so fun that we're in a lot of bars in the Bermondsey area. Um, sure and we partner with a lot of local Burmese businesses so we're just about to run a competition with a uh, a tonic and mixer company based in Burmese called the of Mexico so we're going to be doing competitions with them and um, and we part we, we try and partner with a, a lot of local companies to try and um, you know sort of grow the name uh and there's a really big community spirit in Burmese as well uh pardon the pun so um that's awesome. But yeah, no, yeah. So um we're working with local influencers too. Uh, and that was quite a big call for us. Um I think the traditional route or yeah, you know, which people might get pulled down when wanting to try and promote their, their spirit product or their alcohol product is by working with or targeting the kind of cocktail gin lovers area or areas on social media, right? And you you see hundreds of profiles of of people who just seem to have nothing else in their life or going on in their life apart from gin. That's and true. you think, great, you know, like that'd be that, that that makes sense. We should we should go down this route. But we found well actually that's probably not the best route because the only people who care about this, you know, this, this um the, the socials are people who Just want to look at cool bottles of gin and review gin, and they all seem to be competing with each other to have the best gin reviews. And it's like, well, that's interesting. This isn't, isn't, (laughs) who knew? It's not, yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's not the real market. It's a very kind of closed off, gated community of people who just want to, you know, just talk about gin all day, which I mean, we'd love (laughs) because we're selling it. But, (laughs) you know, how far does that really go? So we've we've kind of shifted how we're going to try and target people. now focusing around the experience that we offer and because we're a london-based company and a a local based business in london we're we're now working with influencers and social media groups who focus on promoting things to do in london and how to make the most of the city and the best places to go for x and the best places to go for y and by working with them that we know we're going to be put in this front and center of an audience who, who turn to these social media pages and go guys tell me what i need to do next where do i go where do i what do i go and see what do i need to experience and these social media um or, or micro influencers are going to sit around and say look this is the next thing you have to try if you like things from london if you want to be in the cool areas of london you need to be, you need to be drinking this and trying this so that's a new avenue that that's where quite well for us
1: wow that's pretty awesome um as you look ahead to growth beyond the UK, how do you think about that?
0: We definitely do. Um, so, I mean, the first step is, is this step here, but you know, talking, to, right. talking to yourself and, and, um, you know, talking about what we do and it's, um, you know, we're, we're looking at working with, uh, with big retail, um, facilitators, I suppose you can call them where sure. you apply yeah. to be in the, the in the program. The that's places right. And, yeah, Absolutely. exactly. Um, um, we're just uh, figuring out the, the right process um, in terms of international distribution. So painstakingly, we are 1% higher in ABV, in our, in our alcohol content. Um, if, we, if, if we're 1% lower, 24%, the, the, the means of distribution will be so much simpler which is something we figured out much, late, much later. Um, <laughs> right, it's you know, not easy no, to change that. Much less restrictions. Yeah, yeah. Right. We, we have to go in every bottle with a syringe and just try to oh extract my God. 1% <laughs> just enough, right? <laughs> yeah, just unlock every... Like Christmas, just boxes open everywhere. Um, oh my God. Yeah, so it's uh, international uh, distribution rules, uh, and, and, and even in the UK, are so much more lenient if you're 24%. And the categories right. that, that I've seen in, in terms of international and European distribution is anything below twenty four percent, you know, go nuts. Off you go. Enjoy. Got if you're twenty five percent and above, ooh, now we need to have a Rules and regulations. You know, uh, yeah, it becomes a um, it becomes a essentially a, like a fire hazard or becomes a hazard or um, right. or hazardous material to ship. God. So once we figure That's that out, right. um, you know, it's um, and we and we kind of make it make sure we it's worth it for us in terms of the setup and distribution and the extra costs and the contracting stages to get that through. We're not and, sure, and we're man. not going to do that for just the odd the odd sale. It's going to have to be a bit more of a uh, a thorough thorough process and making sure that we're going to be shipping off a good That's number right. of bottles to make it worth it. Yet, yeah. so right now we're focusing on building out in the UK and becoming yeah. a bit more established in the UK.
1: You know, one of my, <laughs> this is totally random, but I, you know, I studied abroad growing up. And when we'd go in the pubs, they would all, of course, have beer, pints. And I loved, I'm, a love cider. Um, but if you wanted yeah. liquor, there were these upside down bottles with this little thing that could go, you know, I like just would pour you just a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, they still yeah, use yeah, yeah. those. I, I mean, I've been over there a bunch. I just didn't notice when I was there a couple weeks ago. Like, is that still in use in some bars, or are they more free pour now? You know what I mean? Like a broader pour, I'll say.
0: Yeah, do you know what? They are. They are still very much the centerpiece of any pub back bar. So if you go to a right. pub, you know it's where they kind of measure out the pre-measured amount. I don't, right? I don't
1: like that. I like when they pour extra.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 if you go to if you go to a cocktail bar or a, a bit more of a, of, a, of a
1: more of a restaurant yeah they, they
0: they're, they're a bit more um they the happy bottles to just go a bit more and yeah exactly <laughs> free funny. pouring in and all the fancy throwing it around and
1: um <laughs> you know the
0: full mixology experience yeah right but, uh, if you go to like an old pub yeah, yeah that they, they definitely they still use those, those
1: that's so funny man what a cool story and what a cool market too to be in i mean you're you know for those that haven't spent any time in the uk it's just such a cool place to go and bounce between places and try different things and i mean what i i can't wait to see trinity 25 now um when i'm there in a couple weeks um man this is exciting brad share with our audience where they can find you connect with you i know today distribution is only uk no big deal but i i know many of our audience are first of all in europe and second uh curious and and want to learn more about the brand so share a little bit about where they can find you connect with you and whatnot
0: yeah so you can find us on spirit that's our website where we have um sort of online shop and and more information about who we are what we do and and, and the taste profile of our our product Uh, we're also on master of malt which is a spirit website which you can um, find us amongst many other um retail products but if you're if you're in London, you know, especially around the kind of London Bridge, Bermondsey area, and wide there you can pop into uh, most bars and I find like that too.
1: I can't even wait. I'm gonna be there in like literally four weeks, and I will absolutely do that, man. I'm looking forward to it. Um, Brad, thanks for being with us today. You got to come back on down the road. I mean, your early days, you're doing well with the brand. You've got a lot of upside and growth in front of you, and we'd love to have you back on down the road to share more of um, how you guys continue to grow.
0: Yeah, that'd be great. No, definitely. The Contender Cast is sponsored by Henderson Shapiro Peck and powered by Contender Brands. You can download additional Contender Cast episodes directly via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeart Media, YouTube, and other preferred podcast platforms.